as a whole, my pregnancy, I eat healthy, I exercise, I don't have a binge eating disorder. There's nothing wrong with me or my metabolism. So as I've thought about this, what I've concluded is this. Now, this is purely anecdotal, but I think I have a lot of hands-on experience with this particular issue, and I know my body really well. My body clearly knows what it's doing, and I'm not going to get in the way. Welcome to the Fueled and Fit Podcast, where fitness and nutrition meet motherhood. My name is Janae Wise, otherwise known as the Fit Mom Coach. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition coach, yoga teacher, mom of eight, and military wife. This is a podcast for busy moms like you and is all about helping you maximize your fitness and optimize your nutrition. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad you're here and hope our time together will be beneficial to you. Before we get started, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at the Fit Mom Coach. I post regularly on my stories and love interacting with followers through my stories or DMs. I would love to see you there. I also have a YouTube channel that you might be interested in, which is just my name, Janae Wise, where I share free short format yoga flows and other workouts. I would also love to see you there. Now, on to the show. Welcome to episode 16 of the Fueled and Fit podcast. I am so glad you're listening. Today, we're going to talk about the exciting topic of pregnancy and weight gain. Before you tune out and say, Janae, I am so past the childbearing years, I'm not interested, I'll also give you a little update on my nutritarian diet experiment and share with you some big news. I've been hinting at this the past couple of shows and now I'm finally ready to share. Real quick, I do want to mention I read each and every review on Apple Podcasts. If you are a fan of the show and have a moment, would you take the time to leave a five-star review if you feel so inclined? It helps to spread the word about the show and it really means so much to me and I thank you. While we're on the topic of reviews, the show recently received a negative review. This person did not like a lot of things about the show but in particular was critical of one of my interviews, the fact that I talk about being in the military, that I have eight kids, live in Japan, etc. She clearly did not want me to talk about myself. And I will say part of the criticism is fair. I'm no Terry Gross. I'm new to podcasting. When I interview people, I, I do need to make sure that the focus is completely on them. And so I will say that in that sense, the, the criticism is definitely fair. I don't have a journalism background, and I'm learning as I go. I'm going to be real upfront and honest about that. I'm striving to learn all that I can about podcasting and about the other aspects of my business pursuits, taking feedback to heart, including this particular review, and ask that you just realize I'm not a big corporation. I'm not even a big business. I, it's just me. <laughs> I don't make money off this podcast other than to share information about my business offerings as a coach and personal trainer. 
I'm a real person with feelings and I do read each and every review. I realize that this show might not be for everyone. That's totally fine. I can't help but talk about personal aspects of my life sometimes, even when I interview others. And that's part of how I build bridges. That's a female thing to do, to find common ground, to find common experiences. And so in this particular interview, you know, I'm sure I was a little bit nervous. It was one of my first interviews, but I was sharing aspects of my life that were common to to the person that I was interviewing. And so, yes, I was sharing information about me, but clearly this the person who left the review did not feel like I should be talking and maybe I talked too much. So that's a fair criticism. I am a military wife. I do have a lot of kids and occasionally, like I said, I will share personal things. I'd like to think that's part of the reason you're listening. I'm not a robot or some unknown person just regurgitating information for you to know. I think the beautiful aspect of a podcast is it's very intimate and you get to really get to know the host. For me, the podcast that I've really come to love and gravitate towards are the more personal ones. I'm a human like you with lots of life experiences, good and bad. Not everyone is going to like me, my style, or what I have to say, or how I say it. I can't help that. And like you, I'm busy with life and kids, and I'm going to be real honest. I do this show to hopefully provide helpful, free information. When I have guests on, their purpose is to also share and enlighten, and they do so at a sacrifice of their time. I don't pay them. And I thank you for your patience and giving me grace as I go through this learning curve of how to do a podcast. As I've mentioned in prior episodes, if you're listening, I'm so grateful. I hope this is helpful to you. If you do have some helpful feedback, positive or negative, send me a DM on Instagram or an email. I'd be happy to hear from you. All right, shall we get to the big news first before we jump into our topic at hand? So actually, this is not the big news, but it is some big news. And that is I got a treadmill. I've been wanting one for a few years, but it never seemed like quite a necessity that I could justify the expense until now. As I've been working with more online clients, I've been spending a lot more time on my laptop and I'm realizing if I'm not careful, I'm going to ironically be living that sedentary lifestyle that I'm trying to help these clients combat. So I bought a treadmill to turn into a walking desk and I hope that this new addition will help make getting my daily steps in that much easier. Okay, on to the big news. If you follow me on social media, you probably already know, but I'm excited to share that we will be expecting another addition to our family due in early August. I'm currently 15 weeks pregnant. And it's been really hard keeping this under wraps because I do get so sick, especially during the first trimester. Now that I'm in my second trimester, the morning sickness is starting to subside little by little by little. So this is a big deal. I'll be turning 40 this year. And with eight kids already, we weren't sure we could add another to our already big brood. Rest assured, this was not an accident or a surprise. There's nothing wrong with that if it was. But just so you know, (laughs) it wasn't a surprise or an accident. 
And it was completely intentional. My husband is an attorney and I'm also a thinker, a writer, and a communicator. And we talk about every choice we make, especially every time we've decided to add to our family. Each one of our children was very, very intentional. And this time was no different. What was a surprise, though, was the fact that it happened so quickly. There is this notion that fertility declines in your mid to late 30s. And while that may be true for some women, for me, at least with my last two pregnancies, I was able to get pregnant on the second try. I have to admit, though, full disclosure, I did some things for fertility that were really helpful. And I'm not going to get into those tips in this episode because that's not what this episode is about. But I would like to share those fertility tips in a future episode. For now, let's just say that we were thrilled and surprised when we found out that I was pregnant because it did happen so quickly. So I'm going to get real personal here. I've already moved past worrying about judgments of others regarding our family size choice. I mean, I think I dealt with that when we hit four, five, even six kids. I mean, that was a while ago. You just get to the point where you just realize, you know what, this is my life. People can think what they want. We're making the choices that we're making and we're totally owning them. For us, family and our devotion to God and faith is the most important thing. And really, everything else that my husband and I do are appendages to that. Or rather, they support our overall main goal of raising responsible children who who will hopefully go on and make a really good impact in this world. And we also do hope that they will be good and decent people and and love God and and their neighbor. And that's really the best that we can hope for. We have a big family and we aren't ashamed of our choices. And we know it's certainly not for everyone, for sure. And I just think it's awesome if you are a woman and you decide to have a child, if you have one child, I think you're amazing. So I just want to make that very clear. Some people might think that I go around judging the sizes of other families, and nothing could be further from the truth. I honestly didn't think that I would have as many children as I have, but it's turned out (laughs) that we have a big family, and it's been a pleasant surprise for me how much I enjoy it. In fact, I I love having our big family. We feel uniquely position to be able to accommodate so many children. Again, it's definitely not for everyone. It's very expensive. It's very time intensive. There's a lot of sacrifice involved. And can I just say, it's not lost on me how blessed I am to have been able to get pregnant this many times and have up to this point, at least deliver healthy full-term babies. God willing, this pregnancy will also line up with the previous ones in that regard. So that's the big news. Maybe that was a little anticlimactic, but it's pretty big news on our part to add to add another child to our family. Now for the Nutritarian Diet Update. I mentioned in prior episodes, particularly in episode 12, Creating Your Own Dietary Approach, that I was going to focus on eating more Nutritarian. For those of you not familiar with a Nutritarian diet, it's a term coined by Dr. Joel Furman and refers to a plant-based way of eating that focuses on eating the most nutrient-dense foods possible. 
plant-based being strict vegan, he is one of those that actually does allow for small amounts of animal products, at least when he's working with patients or when he did work with patients for weight loss and health. But the idea being that when you flood your body with all sorts of antioxidants and nutrients, your cravings will diminish or be eliminated, You and you will be in the best place possible in terms of protecting yourself from chronic disease. You'll have greater energy, among a lot of other benefits. So I committed to spend the month of January eating as near nutritarian as possible. If you've listened to the show enough, you know I believe in creating your own dietary approach, the least restrictive, most health-promoting that you can sustain and not to follow anyone's, you know, any doctor or any style of a diet to a T because you are a unique individual and cookie cutter diets don't work for most people in the long run. That being said, I love eating nutritarian as much as possible. I can't do it 100%, but when I really focus on those nutritarian foods, the salads, the vegetable soups, the green smoothies, green juice, and other vegetable and fruit heavy plant-based meals, I feel awesome. And I really, it's an approach that I really like. And I really do believe has a lot of benefits. But there's a huge but, and this is something I didn't share in the previous episodes. I wasn't, wasn't ready to share that I was pregnant yet. And I was kind of hoping that I could still eat Nutritarian through the morning sickness. And to some extent I could, but because I was in the first trimester and that's when my morning sickness is the most intense during the month of January, it was just, my morning sickness was just hit hard. And for those of you who have been pregnant and experienced intense morning sickness, you know that eating can become a real challenge. For me, I don't actually lose weight. I gain weight. I know some individuals, they throw up a lot. I do not throw up. I have in other pregnancies, but it's been many pregnancies since I have thrown up quite a bit. So I just get really nauseated. And on one hand, Eating is what helps take the edge off the nausea. Sometimes it does, but also sometimes it it just only prevents it from getting worse, but doesn't actually make it better. So combine that with severe fatigue, and I just didn't have the energy a lot of days to put in the prep work needed to make and then eat these big salads and other vegetable-heavy meals. Not only that, but a lot of times I just wanted something more hearty and calorie-dense than a big salad. No matter how many nuts and beans I put into it, it just wasn't going to cut it. So breads, rice, pasta, things like that were more along the lines of what helped me deal with the nausea. And honestly, what I could eat (laughs) at the time. So I ate what sounded good and what I could get my hands on, which during my most intense morning sickness time often were foods that I don't normally eat, like the more calorie dense foods, a lot of breads and pasta and rice. I I do eat rice. I do eat all of those foods, but I just don't usually eat them in the quantities that I was eating them. But you know, when you're in the thick of the first trimester, just trying to survive, you eat what you can when you can. No shame. It's truly survival time. Combine my need to eat much more often than usual with the fatigue, which meant I spent a lot of time in bed or not moving much, 
I gain weight really quickly. As mentioned, I'm 15 weeks and I've already gained 20 pounds, which is far above the recommendation, just to just as a side note, which this is the perfect segue into the topic at hand, which is pregnancy weight gain. I recently received a text from my niece who had her first baby within this past year. Her baby is really cute. I'm very excited for her. She asked me my thoughts on pregnancy, the pregnancy weight gain guidelines, which for Americans, it's, it may be different for other countries, but for Americans, it's 25 to 35 pounds for women with a healthy BMI, which is under tw- categorized as under 25. At the time of pregnancy, the recommendations for women with a higher BMI is that they gain less weight than that. And then, of course, the recommendations for underweight women is that they gain more weight than that. But I fall into the middle category. So I quote, should only gain 25 to 35 pounds. But here's the thing, eight out of eight times so far, and I'm on track for the ninth time, I have gained 40 to 50 pounds, even close to 60 pounds, one or two pregnancies every time. Every pregnancy, regardless of my starting weight, with only one exception, I landed around 210 pounds, give or take a few pounds. Now, I'm tall. I'm 5'9". And so, you know, just to give you a little perspective, 210 pounds on a 5-foot woman is very different than 210 pounds on a 5'9 woman. Still, I get pretty heavy by the end of my pregnancy. The exception, if you're curious, the one time when I did not get to 210 pounds, if you're curious, was when my starting weight was 140, which was it's was abysmally low for me. I hope to never be back at that weight. I had no muscle mass and was doing unhealthy, massive amounts of cardio at the time. And I think with that pregnancy, I only got up to about 190 pounds, which was still a 40-pound gain, still above the so-called threshold. So during my pregnancy, aside from the first trimester when I'm just trying to survive, I'm still eating healthy-ish during the first trimester, but not as healthy as I usually do. But as a whole, my pregnancy, I eat healthy, I exercise, I don't have a binge eating disorder. There's nothing wrong with me or my metabolism. So as I've thought about this, what I've concluded is this. Now, this is purely anecdotal, but I think I have a lot of hands-on experience with this particular issue, and I know my body really well. My body clearly knows what it's doing, and I'm not going to get in the way. So to get back to my niece's text, I responded that I felt like the guidelines are too narrow. They don't take into account height or body frame size, muscle mass, activity level, etc. So for example, a five foot, 100 pound woman shouldn't have the same weight gain guidelines as a 5'10 woman, especially if, you know, their muscle mass is different. So, you know, I, I do believe our body registers our activity level, our muscle mass, and all of that and takes that into account of like, I, for whatever reason, I think my body is just like, okay, Janae, we need to get you to about 210 pounds, which is about this much fat in terms of fat store. You need about this much fat storage to really ensure good breastfeeding for your baby. 
our primal selves have not caught up with our modern aesthetic. So the modern aesthetic is that we have these pregnant women who are very thin and they kind of have these basketball bellies and they're still very muscular. I just don't, I mean, some women can do that, but I think that for the majority of women, we're still, our bodies are still registering (laughs) as we're back in the stone ages, the caveman ages, and we just need to survive. And so we're really programmed and attuned to store fat, to eat food during pregnancy so that we have that fat storage so that we're really in a very good place to, um, supply good milk for a long time through periods of famine and whatnot for our baby. So it just, like I said, it just doesn't make sense that a five foot woman and a five, 10 woman, five, five, five foot, 10 inch woman would have the same weight gain guidelines. And also, nature doesn't care what some guidelines have to say. I, I believe that pregnancy is so hardwired into our makeup as females that the whole process is really beyond our control, meaning our body knows what to do. The hormones are put into place to help us to know when and how to, when and what to eat, how much to eat, etc. For example, when I'm pregnant, I am very, very attuned to food. It's, it's crazy how I can't stop thinking about food if I am feeling hungry at all. I have to eat every few hours. If I try to cut calories one day, my appetite jumps as a result. So I end up eating, you know, gaining back those calories. When I'm not pregnant or breastfeeding, however, this is not the case at all. And I I can go long stretches without eating or thinking about food. I still you know, I need food and I need nourishment, but it's, it's very different. I'm not, I don't have this, I'm not food obsessed. I don't want to say I'm food obsessed, but I, I think being a t- very attuned to food is a proper description. During pregnancy, I get dizzy, irritable, shaky, and won't let anything get in my way until I get some food in me. And I really think this is an awesome thing. I mean, it's frustrating because again, it doesn't, I don't love that I gain a ton of weight during pregnancy, but when I think about what my body's doing and just how awesome it is to make, it's ensuring that I'm getting the nutrients to my fetus and it's ensuring that I'm setting myself up for, you know, having really good reserves for breastfeeding. I think that's kind of amazing. It's mother ways, mother nature's way of ensuring that this very vulnerable fetus that is 100% dependent on me, the mother, get exactly what it needs to grow and develop. And that's why civilization has continued (laughs) throughout the ages. I'm going to be honest, it's taken me nine pregnancies to get to the point where I am today, where I'm okay with all the weight gain. After all, plenty of women don't gain more than 20 or 25 pounds. Why can't that be me? Well, it's not, and there's not much I can do about it. I mean, if I've eight out of eight times, I'm on, on, on track to have this be the ninth time. I really don't think anything's going to change. Um, I've learned to trust my body and know that as I listen to its needs, it will do what it's meant to do. So, real quick, I want to interject and just kind of throw this out here. Does does exercise help control the weight gain? This is a question that I get asked sometimes. 
And the answer is, I'm not sure, to be honest. I think because our bodies are so smart, especially, and sensitive during pregnancy, they're very sensitive to dips in energy or increases in energy burn. Um, So that if we add extra exercise, in other words, we're burning more calories, our body will simply increase our desire to eat. I think our body is just really trying very hard to guard our fat stores during pregnancy. Um, that any attempts to try to lose fat during pregnancy is just really our body's just going to really try to thwart any attempts to do so. Speaking anecdotally from personal experience, the one pregnancy I did not exercise, I got gestational diabetes. I ended up gaining the most amount of weight during that pregnancy, nearly 60 pounds. For all the other pregnancies, I have made exercise a priority, and I do believe that it offers a lot of really important benefits, maybe even preventing gestational diabetes. I don't know, because again, the one pregnancy that I did get gestational diabetes was the one that I didn't exercise. And the benefits go far beyond weight management, which again, I don't even know if it really does help control your weight during pregnancy. I think exercise can definitely help control weight outside of pregnancy, but pregnancy is such a unique time. Like I said, it's almost like mother nature sort of takes over and we need to just step back and let our body do its thing. Um, so exercise beyond, you know, weight management, there's so many benefits, namely it will help you avoid a lot of the aches and pains that can happen throughout pregnancy. Obviously, you can't completely avoid everything, and sometimes you're just going to have different issues come up regardless, but it can help you keep your mobility and strength. Maybe not 100% strength. I've noticed that with my weightlifting, I there are days that I just don't, I feel, I feel more weak, and I have less energy. I think my strength is still there, but everything is just so dependent on you know, having enough energy to make the baby. (laughs) So in my body's mind, you know, if I don't have the energy to lift weights, it's not going to, it's not going to place a priority on that. If, if that's the day is not the day to do it, if that makes sense. Um, so having greater mobility strength will transfer over to a quicker recovery and it will help you with your mood, managing stress, as well as help you sleep better. All awesome things. All benefits totally unrelated to weight. So if you're wondering if you should exercise during pregnancy, the answer is yes. As long as you are medically cleared to do so. Absolutely yes. To conclude, my big tip to wrap this up for pregnant or will be pregnant mamas for weight gain is this. Don't stress about the weight gain. Your body will gain what it wants to. I hate to say it. And this is not a license to have a free-for-all on the Haagen-Dazs and the cupcakes and the donuts. Do your best to avoid the junk food and the refined sugars. And you're not, you're not eating for two. That really isn't true. Some days it may feel like it, like your appetite. I know for me, some days I'm like, I just feel like I really am eating for two. My appetite is such that I just want to eat and eat and eat. But try to focus on those on those healthy foods and so if you try and undereat during pregnancy in order to limit weight gain it's similar to trying to underbreathe 
You may be able to hold your breath for a time, but soon enough, your body will force you to get the oxygen. Or in this case, your body will force you to get the food, energy, nutrients it needs. There will be a time to focus on fat loss if that's a priority for you. And that is after baby is born. For some women, that may be as soon as four to six weeks after, even if you're breastfeeding. I have lost weight successfully during breastfeeding and never had an issue with milk supply. There there are some very specific things that I did to ensure a good milk supply, but it's definitely doable. For other women, it might be better to wait three to six or even nine to 12 months, depending on your unique particular situation. Regardless, you can always make time for daily movement, walking, resistance training, yoga. These are all great forms of exercise that are scalable, modifiable, no matter your stage, pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, after pregnancy. And you can also focus on nourishing whole foods during and after pregnancy without the focus or goal being weight loss. Fueling yourself properly and moving in intentional ways are two things that you can do in or outside of pregnancy or fat loss. That's my main message to everyone is no matter where you are in life, you can always make time for movement and nourishing foods will always be a good choice. So that's it for today's show. Next week's episode will be an interview with my friend and fellow fitness warrior, Joe Chumley. He shares with me how discovering fitness in his mid-30s as a busy dad and small business owner has truly transformed his life. I think you'll find it inspiring, and I hope that you'll tune in. If you're interested in joining my Accelerate 8-Week Group training program, which will begin in mid-April, check out the link in the show notes. Space is limited. And if you get on the wait list now, you'll have pre-registration priority when that happens. Lastly, if you have any questions regarding pregnancy, fitness, or diet during pregnancy, send me an email or a DM on Instagram and I'll do my best to address it in an upcoming show. Naturally, because I am pregnant, many of the episodes moving forward until I have the baby will deal with pregnancy. And so... You know, they might not be of interest to you if you are past the childbearing stage, but I can't help but talk about these issues. I know they will be very helpful to some women. And so if you are in a different stage of life, I hope you will still tune in to those shows that are not related to pregnancy. I will have some of those as well. But just to give you a heads up, over the next few months, I will try to address pregnancy-related issues. So if you have anything that you'd like me to address that's pregnancy-related, again, feel free to reach out to me and I'll do my best to address it in a future show. Hope you have a fantastic week and remember you are worth it mama.